0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Retrieving Sanity with your host, Keegan. In today's interview, we've got the wonderful Bryant Morris. How's it going? How's it going? If y'all don't know, y'all should also follow him, SoundMovin465 on what? uh, TikTok. TikTok. There you go. All right, Bryant, uh, some basic ones. Uh, let's start with, how old are you? I'm 24. 24. That's right, I showed my age by asking if he knew New Grounds and the Snape, Snape, Severus Snape, and now I feel old. Severus
1: <laughs>
0: Snape. Okay, I know, but tell the audience, where are you from? I'm from California. California? Um, which part of California? Actually, I'm from San Diego. San Diego? Okay, so, famous part of California, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was your drug of choice?
1: My drug of choice was cocaine,
0: shrooms, and acid. Sounds like a deadly fun time, maybe? I don't know. Bad mix. Uh, All in all, I'd say. But, I mean, they all kind of are, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so how would you say it kind of all started for you?
1: Well, it all kind of started with weed back in high school. Used to smoke weed on the weekends. Then I went to Job Corps and then COVID hit. That's when my true addiction really kicked off. I was already experimenting with cocaine and acid, but once I fell into a depression, I ended up just completely going overboard.
0: When would you say you think you had a problem? I would say
1: when I couldn't stop. wanted to stop. I was getting collecting unemployment and it was the PUA, so it was $600 a week. I really didn't have any bills to pay. And so from there, I just collected, I collected over $10,000 within three months and spent it all, just went above and beyond I had nothing to my name no bills, nothing and that's
0: when it really kicked off dang Mm -hmm. 10 grand that's a that's a lot for like well 10 grand is a lot of money to me (laughs) Um, let's see when how long would you say your active addiction was so maybe not necessarily just general time of using how long would you say you knew you had a problem or thought you might and then kept going because i know for me i realized i was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and then i had always heard the whole well if you need help you got to get it But first, you have to admit you have a problem. Right. So I admitted to myself that I had a problem, and I still didn't do anything about it. And so for me, it was several years after admitting to myself there was something. Uh, What would you say that was like in your shoes? I would say that I actually had a problem back in high
1: school. Okay. Okay. Everybody else wanted to stop or you know wanted to, I wanted to keep going but it wasn't it was different for me. I did what everybody else did. so as they stopped on the weekends, I wanted to keep going for some odd reason. I started with weed and just wanted to keep going and from there it just it really took off. That's and I stuck with weed back when I moved back to Cali and Vegas. And took shrooms. I used to live in Vegas too. In mm-hmm. Vegas,
0: I didn't want to stop. I just didn't. Uh huh. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you're here in the Oxford house with me and yeah. you're on your path of recovery. Uh, so, how would you say that you got clean slash sober? So, how I got clean slash sober? I was living in an
1: Airbnb. Uh, I had just taken fentanyl. Oof. Yeah. I had bought some pills, didn't even ask what they were, just took them. Mm. And I had just taken fentanyl. I wanted to... Basically wanted to die. Went to a mental hospital. Uh, and after that, I got recommended Men And I said, no, I'm not cutting my hair. I had dreadlocks. I didn't want to cut my hair. And for those... I don't know many of is a military Christian base rehab <laughs> It is rough. It is rough. And it's a nine month program and I didn't want to go. But then I was like, you know what? I can't do it. Hopping from Airbnb to Airbnb. I was doing the same thing that I was always doing and racking up debt. I was taking bars, couldn't couldn't function. So I was like, you know what, I might as well just go. So then I ended up going to Minute and that's, that's when it started.
0: It's good to hear. I did hear you say a key word Mm -hmm. that I've heard before and I've heard it applied to me. And at the same time, I agree and yet also disagree for various reasons. But the term functioning Uh, I had someone tell me that I was a high-functioning alcoholic because I still had a job I still worked and all this but at the same time I don't think I was functioning because it was more like I was on say I was like programmed so I was just doing the get up go to work and drink and then go to sleep and then repeat i wasn't living if you will right uh would you say there is a functioning addict or do you think it goes deeper than just like skin level
1: i think honestly it goes deeper than skin level because addicts are interesting topic (laughs) (laughs) addicts addicts Although some might be able to function better than others. Like me, I I wasn't able to function. I I couldn't really do anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some are better functioning than others. I was told that there is no such thing as a functioning addict. Mm -hmm. But what I believe is that some are better functioning than others. But still the problem persists that makes it where my life is unmanageable.
0: That's fair. like that answer um yeah i have to agree with you that addicts are interesting (laughs) um i think we're like almost actually a step ahead of the evolution Mm -hmm. and that may be our biggest downfall too is because there's something that's missing and we can't figure out what so i mean It's it's a struggle. And that brings me to the next question. Mm -hmm. What would you say is your biggest struggle, uh, either in general or in recovery?
1: I, I would say my biggest struggle... Ooh, that's a good question. I'd say my biggest struggle is I'm still an addict, so I have addict tendencies. So it's hard for me to watch out for my addict tendencies and watch out for certain things that my addict like just because I'm clean and sober doesn't mean that it stops there Mm -hmm. so I have addict tendencies that will still persist Mm -hmm. and it's hard to watch out for those so those are the true struggles that I face as being an addict
0: that's fair I like that answer I don't think we really actually get away from who we are we just learn how to be better us Mm -hmm. Um, would you say if you're comfortable sharing one or if one comes to mind and if not that's totally fine Uh, but would you say there's a story that you absolutely like cringe at that happened during your addiction or is there on the flip side is there one that actually had a good lesson behind it I actually have
1: two, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one I took bars,
0: I blacked out,
1: I pissed myself. I would try to go to the bathroom, didn't make it laid in the bed, woke up, had loans. Mm. That was the first one. But the second one, I had taken some acid for the first time, was going down to the beach in Imperial Beach down in California. And I blacked out. Oh, shit. And my legs locked. And I just face-planked, face-planted. I I really did. I just hit the floor, bit my tongue, almost bit it off, basically. And from there, I continued to take it. Like, the next two days, I just ended up taking more. Oh, shit. And I never asked, I never knew why. Like, I was like, most people would have been like, I'm not doing that again. Or being in that situation, waking up in a hospital bed, getting MRI on you. Mm. all that, your tongue bit, your face planted, bus driver drives off because he doesn't want to deal with it, which he got reprimanded three months for it. So, all the signs were telling me to stop. Mm. And all I could think about is when is the next time that I can do it again.
0: Damn. So, you weren't even on the beach whenever you face planted. Oh, i wanted
1: to go to the beach so bad i i was on acid it was my first time i was tripping that shit was like 400 ugs and i wanted to go bad i really wanted to go down to the beach just chill out do beach things just chill out listen to the ocean mm-hmm. and didn't even make it damn and from there I'll tell you, I never would have expected that. I never act. And you know what's so funny? What's that? One time I had this dude, he was like, you're an addict, aren't you? But I didn't even know what the term meant. I I know everybody knows the word addict, but nobody knows, like, exactly what addict means.
0: There's kind of a negative stigma, in my opinion, about it, which is kind of like the whole uh, addict nowadays is like being a leper in the biblical days like yes. you got leprosy or you're a leper and then stay the hell away from me and I don't want anything to do with you and then you had people back then that would sit there and administer help mm-hmm. and that's who those people had to go to and I've kind of seen it happen throughout my life is that someone deems themselves an addict and people either sit there and go well stay away from me and my family my things all of it and then other people have actually welcomed them in but mostly if they're doing something about it because I think that shows like the type of character if you will Mm -hmm. but um yeah this negative stigma is something that I want to change and I know it's not going to happen like overnight or maybe even in my lifetime. And you know what? That's okay. But I want other people to know that you know we're people too. Yeah. Um well, I appreciate that story, man. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit.
1: All I wanted to do was go to the beach. That's all I wanted to do. <sighs>
0: Man, I think my camera likes your story a little too much, too. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, anyways. Um, let's see. So, what keeps you going when things get tough, either in life in general or like, what do you do in your recovery, if anything, in particular for those really tough times? So, at Maya
1: they taught us a lot of key things that you pick up along the way, such as tools that I never got to use before. Mm -hmm. I never knew about the allergy and the the obsession. Mm -hmm. So using those tools now knowing those are the things that keep me going during times where it's like, man, I just had a really fucked up dream or man, I had a really fucked up day. And what I used to do to handle those things and what I used to do now, are mm-hmm. two completely different things because I have tools now. I didn't have the community mm. that I have now. Like many of my going down there, Lieutenant Kelly, always oh, wow. uh, somebody to talk to, my sponsor, you know, mm-hmm. for the step work. And I like the point that you brought up beforehand. I have a void, mm-hmm. and I'm always trying to fill that void. Yeah, and. That void is what drives that moving,
0: addict mind. I'd have to agree. And you think that that void gets filled, or, uh, well, I mean, it would have to kind of get filled, otherwise, we'd go backwards, right? Yeah.
1: I think about it like us, like a hole in the ground with water rushing through it. Ooh that's a good one because the water will fill the void but it chips away at the edges of the void making the void bigger
0: Mm. no matter
1: how much I want to fill that void there's always it's always chipping away at the sides and it's always getting bigger
0: that's what my attic is that's a good one I like that a lot I've always kind of thought of a whole uh, like you're digging and just because you're digging doesn't mean you're throwing the dirt out you Mm. may just be throwing it up and it's landing back on you so uh anyways uh what are your short and or long-term goals if you feel comfortable sharing any
1: yeah my short-term goals is just to train my mind to how do I put this to train my mind into a different way of thinking and I guess I could say that's a long-term goal too because my mindset tells me one thing but then all the other things tell me it differently mm-hmm. so I would like to have where my mind actually way I, I want my mind I'm not trying to control my mind, but what I'm trying to do is redirect it into a healthier way of living Just as people go about their day about how they eat food go to the gym I feel like a mental aspect of that would be really helpful
0: long term and short. I like that. So kind of I've heard it put as uh, living intentionally Mm -hmm. I like that term a lot. That was from Andre. I don't know if he came up with that or not Either way, I love that. Um, And then, so, aside from being, like, Mr. Miyagi, (laughs) uh, any long-term goals, like, the ones, uh, like, I know you got something going with your TikTok. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that a long-term goal? Yeah, my
1: long-term goal is to try new things. I'm very a stagnant person, so I really don't get out there. I really don't. I got to keep myself busy so i got to figure out things that i got to do i'm always trying to i got to be on the move i gotta i gotta do something so mm-hmm. being a stagnant person if i stay in that stagnant it breeds mosquitoes That's stagnant fair. water breeds mosquitoes oh mm-hmm. so i always have to be doing something i've always been like that even when i was young i was building electric skateboards and building pvc bows from the YouTuber like Backyard Boyer and just all different electric like I'm very
0: movable but I need to keep moving I cannot stay stagnant Mm -hmm. yeah keeping that uh, momentum going is really really important Mm -hmm. because it's a bitch to get that boulder rolling again Uh, me I've kind of equated it Sometimes it's like you're going downhill with the boulder and like that's more of a manic phase for me is that I'm in such a good mood, everything is just going great and I'm just super full of energy and just like, yes, I got it. And then whenever the depression stage hits, it's like I'm trying to push it uphill. And if I sit for too long, that boulder starts coming back and but Mm -hmm. anyways uh what is one good thing that came out of your addiction i got money in my pocket hell yeah (laughs) i mean all my money would have went
1: to drugs yeah my green my veins were green my Uh. yeah it was i was unhealthy i was forgetting things like unhealthily forgetting things. It wasn't like, oh I forgot my keys today or mm-hmm. I forgot my hat. No, it's like I got a loan and I don't even know where it came from, but they're Oof. calling me about this loan while well, I can pay my phone bill, you know? Uh-huh. I'm not saying I have it all together, but like what I am saying is like at least my addiction isn't taking
0: it. Oh yeah. You know? That's that's really good. Mm-hmm. I like that and I'm glad you're here because mm-hmm. I enjoy your presence, I enjoy your company. And I learn a lot from you, even if sometimes it's just learning that I'm fucking old. But you know, that's fine, whatever. Anyways, to end it off, mm-hmm. do you have any advice for current addicts or their friends and or families? Mm-hmm. What would that be?
1: I would say current advice, learn more. My parents didn't know what to do, so they couldn't help me. If I didn't learn the tools that I have now, I couldn't learn how to deal with the problems that I have now. Mm -hmm. If you were an addict, let's say that you start and cannot stop, Mm -hmm. you say that you'll do it again, I'll never do it again, but then end up doing it again, jails, institutions or death, Mm -hmm. if you have any of those ideologies that keep coming up and it's a recurring cycle, keep learning about what an addict is. Start going to AA meetings and actually sit and listen and just find out. That is where... Because if I didn't learn anything from any of my... I wouldn't have been where the spot that I am today. I'm two years sober. And I wouldn't say that... I wouldn't say my sobriety is based off of knowledge, I would say that it is a huge part of learning what what the obsession is, what the uh, allergy is, you know, the AA book, the steps, just Mm -hmm. learning what an addict is and learning the steps
0: Mm -hmm. are where it's at, you know? Mm -hmm. So would you say that goes? towards the families as well to learn as much as they can? Yes. My family
1: had no clue what to do. Okay. They tried to send me Facebook um, AA meetings. I said no. Mm-hmm. That, that was just me. I, I didn't even check it out. They sent me Men and Maya. It wasn't until that, in, that point where I was like, I had enough. I can't do it anymore. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. It was until that point that when I got in, that was where it was at. But for my family, they started learning too. They got involved. Mm -hmm. They were like, well, he's an addict. What is an addict? Mm -hmm. What is codependency? Mm. What is enabling? What is all these different questions? And now I talk to my parents on a personal level about how my addiction is and how I'm still an addict. Mm -hmm. How I passed out on acid, how I woke up two days and started taking again, Mm -hmm. how I spent $10,000 on cocaine. But they understand, they're starting to understand that being an addict is something completely different from being like saying I had too many drinks and I fucked up that one night and it Mm -hmm. was bad. Now they can recognize the science and see other people that are out there that are struggling with being an addict mm-hmm. and say, well, my son went through that
0: mm-hmm.
1: and now he's two years sober. Maybe this will work and maybe give them a little bit of advice. And it, once you start to learn, don't keep that knowledge to yourself. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> The, the AA book, once you hit the 12th step, is to pass it on. hmm You got to pass it on. I wouldn't want to keep that knowledge to myself, you know, like, hmm So whenever I hear about a story about somebody my age struggling with the same things that I was going through, it's not like, oh, well, tough luck for him. No, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, let me talk to you. Yeah. Because I understand, you know?
0: Yeah. and. Yeah, that's really where it's at. That's fair. Good answer. I appreciate all your time, uh, your stories, and uh, your opinion, and, well, all of it. This, you do know that I plan on interviewing everyone more than once, correct? Yeah. Okay, good. So, this was a great first introductory interview with the wonderful Bright Morris and until next time my fellow friends y'all have a good one slon long